Welcome to Profiles in Business. My name is Kyle Marshall. Paul Connick had an opportunity thrust at him. His choice was to either seize it or let it go. Not only did he grab hold of it, but he flourished. With his business, Iconic Solutions, he has become the IT solution for business. With over 30 years of experience, what he has learned is that IT is not only helping with the technology, but also listening to his customers as they want to be heard, understood, and respected. I recently talked with him on a video call, and I wanted to know if his business began after a lot of planning. In fact, it was not really something that I had uh, thought about until I took a couple of computer courses. The company I worked for at the time was getting into uh, selling faxes and laser printers that are really new. Mm -hmm. And they realized or decided that they couldn't support those things. So they came to me and said, would you buy our stock of laser printers? Laser printers in those days were, I don't know, two or $3,000, $5,000 right. a pop. And they had about 30 of them and I had 60 days to pay for them. But I got their customer list. <laughs> and believe it or not, <laughs> it started that way. So that was in 85. What do you think it was about that? Why was that the thing that started you down this path, selling laser printers to spin that off into your own business? So it gave me a chance to see what business was all about. I didn't have to find customers at the very beginning. And it was just cool that you could make these things do anything you wanted on paper. We had to write printer drivers. Like we had to figure it all out. And mm -hmm. it was just so interesting that you could do something that was so new. Because in those days, you'd have to go to a typesetter and there were all kinds of issues. So I kind of got into it by happenstance. Did you actually use those uh, laser printers yourself? Were you a, a printer guy? Yeah, I did. And as we started selling the printer drivers, that was another whole thing. I had to learn about typography and mm -hmm. leading and how kerning works, all that kind of stuff. So I, I am a math guy and that was really quite interesting. So eventually we got as far as getting a National Research Council grant and we produced font cartridges for about three oh. or four years. And we wrote all the software that would print out what was in a font cartridge. People could order whatever they needed. There was a limit obviously to how much you could put on one of those things. Mm -hmm. And we sent them all over the world. And for a while we even had ads running in Byte magazine which was the place in those days. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, I guess you've somewhat answered this already, but was being an entrepreneur ever in the cards for you? Was that something you were going towards or this is something that literally just fell into your lap? I don't think it was. But once I started going down that path and started having staff and uh, an office and all kinds of stuff that went with it, I realized that I was turning into an entrepreneur and working for someone after was going to be a lot tougher, if not impossible. Of course, you started by selling these printers. What does your business do now primarily? Now we do a number of things. We look after people's computer systems. So we're their virtual computer department, IT department. So it's everything from answering a question a few minutes before uh, I got on this call with you right up to designing what their network and servers and desktop workstations will look like. 
and all the security and so on that goes with it. And then the other thing we do is we write applications. So we write Windows applications and we write web-based ones and ones that'll work on smart devices. How did you eventually get to that position though? Because that's like a lot of stuff, <laughs> you know, writing applications, doing tech support. What were the decisions that were put into place to like focus on on those areas? Actually, it was more straightforward than you'd think. We'd go into a client with uh, these laser printers, which like I said, were stupid expensive. You'd set them all up. You'd talk to the staff, you show them how to change the toner cartridge or whatever, do a few things on their computer so that the printer driver worked and so on. And they go, oh, can you help us with this computer thing? You kind of looked at them, but well, I'll try. And the next thing you know, they're asking more questions like that. And then would you be the our people who look after these computer problems? So then I started taking courses uh, had a couple of staff. We would, Novell networking was a thing. So we would go to Chicago to be trained on these Novell things. Right, right. And it kind of snowballed from there. A few oil companies hired us. And the next thing we knew, we were kind of IT people. You know, that's what I've found so fascinating that there is this creativity in entrepreneurship. When I started, I, I have not been in the business world for maybe as long as you have, but I definitely have noticed where you do get approached with those things where it's like, can you also do this? And it's either, um, yeah, I think I can actually roll that into what I'm offering. Or it's like, no, someone else is gonna be better suited to, <laughs> to do this. But it's kind of this ever evolving thing. I don't think your business really stays exactly the same year over year. There's always these little bit of fluctuations or changing, or you have to kind of adapt to, to what's being thrown at you. No, exactly. And the laser printer thing probably ended four, three, four years after it started. They yeah. started becoming ubiquitous. Then the same with the, the font cartridge. When Windows came out with built-in fonts, uh, they went away pretty quickly. And the, I remember my accountant telling me one day that, you know, this consulting stuff you do, uh, that actually pays a lot better than having all of this equipment. And what would happen in those days, you had to order the stock from the supplier. Three days later, they might have dropped the price by $2,000. Now I had all this right. stuff that I, several times yeah. that happened, I could, couldn't sell it. And eventually I decided this is not a good business model. Yeah, not great. Why would I choose you, say, over one of your competitors? That, that is an interesting question. Many of my competitors are very good at what they do. I, I need to put that out there. They care about their customers, uh, they're responsive and so on. So I think a couple of things would have to, you'd have to consider. One is just the way your business works and your approach and philosophy, I think needs to fit with the companies you work with. I find that uh, sometimes I've tried to work with, with companies and there just wasn't a, me a mesh. You know, any suggestion mm -hmm. I made was not something they were interested in. I was too expensive. I was too, I wasn't enough. And so I think it's really important that you have that meshing that works. And then I think you get one of the amazing synergies. I'm in it for you to do well. Because let's face it, I'm not going to do well if you don't. And right. so if we have that common thread bond that holds us together, then I'm always looking for ways that you can leverage the technology and the, um, the expertise that I have 
to make your business better and for you to have a competitive advantage against everyone else in your marketplace. What do you think is something people may not know about your industry that you think they should? I, I think sometimes I read articles about from experts, right. experts about security, experts about this and about that. And I think we would like other people to think that we're so, you know, we've got it all together. But even though this industry is now a little over 50 years old, I wouldn't say that we're mature, like say, an engineering discipline that builds mm. buildings or builds bridges. They have hundreds, if not thousands of years of failure to know the kinds of things they need to do to be really certain when they, when they make a statement. And I think with computers and with all of this technology, it's so malleable, like it can be whatever you need it to be that uh, I think some of the absolutes that come from my industry really are hot air. So let's say that I was, you know, just graduating high school, or maybe I am coming out of university, and I think I do want to go uh, and, you know, start my own business, uh, become an entrepreneur. Is there advice that you would give to that person? When I started, and I don't know whether this was me or this was the industry, but we all w held everything really close to our chest, and I was terrified of my competitors, and sharing was a dirty word. And if I were to start over again or give advice to someone is go to people in that industry, learn from them. See if they'll let you work with them for a while. Be upfront with what it is that you're trying to do. And I, th I think today the most successful kinds of things that we've, I've done in my business has been because I've worked with others. Yeah, there is that concept, right, that even if you're a solopreneur, you still need other people to succeed, whether that's other businesses or associates or customers even in, in that case. Like you can't just do it all by yourself. You do have to have that support of other people. And I think if you can get past competitors as evil, they can be co any number of co things. Co means together, right? Mm -hmm. And so they can be partners with you. They can perhaps provide you with technology. Some have been mentors for me. And I think all of those things then carry over into the customer experience where I'm working with my customer. I'm not pushing. I'm working with them and helping them solve their problems. One of the industries we've been in in the past is we've written software for warehousing companies. And I would always tell someone when we were, we would get a technical support call, you know, when we, and they would tell me whatever it is they were doing, I'd say, you know, I, and I don't have a warehouse to run. It's their <laughs> business. We, we did all look cool software stuff, but it's not my business. It's theirs. They own it. So, uh, Paul, thank you so much for joining me here today. If, if people uh, wanted to get in touch with you, is there some easy ways to do so online? Sure. So the website is iconic.ca. So that's India Kilo Oscar Norman Yankee Kilo.ca. An email you can send inquiries to is info at iconic.ca. And if you'd like to have a chat with us, uh, an initial chat's always free, either on site or these days virtually. 
the same website, iconic.ca and forward slash book. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for listening. All the links to get in contact with Paul are in the show notes. Until we speak again, have a great day. Oh,